And I love what Pastor Chris said. I love it so much. I love it more than 100%. Discover personally how the Word of God can affect and make a change in your life through the ministry of Pastor Chris Ross. Pastor Chris is the founder of Breakthrough Ministries International Church with multiple branches in South Africa and abroad. He is a healing evangelist for the Jesus the Answer Outreach Ministry, an outreach crusade bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough to many people. Breakthrough Ministries International is a vibrant church with young, energetic people full of zeal and fire for the Lord. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast channel to receive new messages every week. Now, let's listen to Pastor Chris. coming 
might live and share the hope you gave to me. I want to share your love that set me free. Hallelujah. Church, can we be upstanding?
loves you. He will not send you the car. He will, send, he will not send you the money. He will send you just a man. And if you believe in this man and stay close to him, all those things will come naturally. All those things. All those things. Today, me a pastor, and I am so proud and excited that are certain problems, it doesn't move me. No. Because I know where I stand. Church, this is the person I want to introduce you to. My father, my pastor. Let me add this. When you accept somebody as a father in the Lord, many things will come to separate you. Many things. Many things. But you must know that this is the man. You must be fully persuaded that this is a man sent by God to me. And I will not allow anything to separate me. That's why I like this. What can separate me the love of God. I want you to welcome this God. My father, my pastor. With a crap of him. Your house and mine. Let's welcome this mighty man. The anointed man of God. A father. Pastor Chris Ross. Let the Spirit heal you now. 
lift your hands to heaven. Every time when we worship Jesus, then the Holy Spirit's presence comes. It's very strong because His work is to glorify Jesus the Christ. So when we worship Him, you will feel the Holy Spirit's presence. I want you to clear your mind of everything that bogs you, everything that harasses you. Now enjoy the presence of the Lord whilst we are here. Yes, your hands are lifted once again. And you are everything to me. I want to praise you. I just want to praise you. Lift my hands and say, I love you. You are everything you to me. You are everything to me. And I time say I just want to praise you I, I just want to praise just you. Want to praise you lift my hand lift my hands and say I love you you are everything to me and I Enjoy the presence of the Lord. We sing praises to your name. Oh, Lord. 
up your name, Lord. We lift your name on high so that men and women can be drawn to you. Jesus, be lifted on high now. That name of Jesus to be praised. We bring glory to your name. Oh Lord, glory to your name. Precious Jesus. Oh Lord, for your name. why we gather as a church to lift up the name of Jesus to bring honor and glory to him and to worship him to love him because he first loved us we thank him for all the good things he has done in our lives and for that which he is still going to do we look forward to the great inheritance that he promised us when we worship him and he's worthy of our praise Let's clap our hands and take our seats. Praise the Lord. Wow. It's a blessing to be here. I had promised to come earlier. But you know we must be very flexible as a church. There were many reasons why we couldn't come. But we are here. Glory to God. And I want to say I'm very proud and very happy to see the growth of the work here. Very proud of Pastor Osei that God had sent him here. I would not have known any of you if he did not obey the instruction to go. And this is such a beautiful... You know when you, when you have an uncle or aunt that visits you after a long while, they normally look at the little children and they say, My! How they have grown! But you that's there, you don't see the child grow because you see every day, every day, every day. So to pastors say, he might not have seen the growth, but I can tell you what, since I was here last time, I see the church is growing. And I see God is blessing you. I want to tell all of you that you have a very good pastor. You know, there are many pastors in the world but not all of them are good pastors, unfortunately. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. It means if there's a good shepherd, there must be a bad shepherd also. Isn't it? Isn't it true? Yeah. So I don't like to talk about pastors because we are all in the same profession. But I want to tell you, you have a very good pastor. He's not interested in the money in your pocket. No. He rather wants to see you blessed. To see you excel in life. Yeah. He doesn't have to do this work. If it was only for money. He doesn't have to do this work. And it's hard work. <laughs> Leading people is very hard work. It's the toughest job you can do. 
God is with you, my brother. God has been with you since you started this work. This is the sign of the work of the Lord. Jesus said, if you don't believe the words I say, believe the works I've done. And we are very proud of you in Cape Town. I bring greetings from the church. We're very proud of this branch of our church in Madran. COVID-19 had tried to separate us, but we thank God it's behind our back now. And as I promised before, we will have more people coming here, not necessarily myself. Our church consists of a number of pastors. And my wife also, I would so much like her to come with, but I'll maybe send her on her own with some ladies to do some ladies thing here among the ladies. So I'm very blessed and very happy to be with all of you. I believe that we are having lunch together. I just had the announcement. Isn't it a good thing to have lunch together? You know, so if you didn't like the church service, I'm sure you'll like the lunch. It's true. Just remain here. Don't be in a hurry. Never be in a hurry in the presence of the Lord. You are all very privileged to be here today. You know, the brother that spoke, a pastor said when he said, he spoke about being connected to the vine. You see, then the, the, the juices of the vine will also come to you. We are the branches. Jesus is the vine. But now, we didn't deserve to be connected to this vine. No, no, no. We are grafted into this vine. Do you see? We are sinners. We are wicked. All of us, we are wicked people. You just think of the thoughts we think and the laziness we have. <laughs> we are not worthy to be in such a great kingdom of God. A holy kingdom. <laughs> it took us from our sinful state and he and he grafted us. You know what grafted means? He took a dead branch that wasn't surviving and he connected you to something that is alive. Wow. Something that is working. Something that is powerful. And look now, you can all say, I'm part of breakthrough. You are grafted in. Amen? Amen. And you know, you know, grafted in to become from a sinner, you were a saint. Can you believe it that you were a saint? The Bible calls us saints. You might not feel like that, but I'm telling you today that you are a saint. Glory to God. Because you're part of God's family. Then secondly, he also grafts you into the ministry. Look at the pastor now. He's now a pastor. And all of you that do any work here, you are part of something so great. I was a teacher by profession, you know. So when the teachers now have a big convention, or a workshop, I don't go there. But when the pastors meet, the apostles meet, the bishops meet, I am in that circle. I've been grafted from teaching over into something new. Hallelujah. I travel the world through this new grafting. I've preached on many continents. I've been grafted in. The honor I receive is far greater than being a teacher. The students have to come. They don't want to come. They come because their mothers pay school fees. Do you understand? But the church is different. People come because of Jesus. And I'm a privileged servant of the Lord to preach Jesus to you. This morning, I've come loaded as the lady said. What's your name again? 
No Zippo, you said the Father Christmas has come. And she's right. I have come as your father. We started this church, was it in 2015? Yeah. <laughs> there were only two, three members in this church. <laughs> I told you, we will start. I'm coming. Gather the people. He was asking, talking. Hey, it was somewhere bigger world than this, isn't it? Yeah. But I don't know who's left off. Normally those who start, they don't stay. It works like that, you know. That's why the group had a wonderful play, uh, The Replacement. This group had a play called The Replacement. God will replace you. You see that seat you sit on now, somebody else was sitting there before you. You have become a replacement. They said Judas, when he failed in his mission, Matthias replaced him. God can replace you. But I trust that you will not be replaced. That you will not be replaced. That from here, it will, everything will go bigger and greater for you. Now, let me say this, and it's very important. You know, I can be a man of signs and wonders and miracles. But that's not what, what God looks at. God is very concerned with order in the body. God is very concerned. God is obsessed with order. I wrote a little book called Out of Order. It's coming to you soon. Giving it to you free, all of you. Out of order. In the book, I, 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 I write how God wants to set back everything that is out of order. Starting with how Lucifer came and made the mankind fall. But God is re restoring that by sending Jesus to bring us back to him. Now, God is very obsessed with order, you see. So, some of you here have great ministries. Some of you can sing well. This guy who spoke here, the young pastor, the young brother, I was impressed because I realized he can speak very well. It's a gift. And God can use him. But now, you see, you must all listen very carefully to what I'm saying. If you don't respect the order of God, your gift won't go take you far, not at all. God is a God of order. So if ever, whatever gift you might have, if your gift is working in submission to authority, then God will bless it. As I stand before you today, I'm under authority. I'm a man of authority. I have many pastors and churches that submit to me, but I am also under an authority. I'm not a loose cannon. Are you listening? So the order is important. And I see you have all bishops books there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, co I'm connected to bishop and I submit to bishops instructions, guidance and rebukes. Oh yeah. And that's why I'm blessed. So pastors say, you can hear, he says, he submits under my authority. This is the order and the blessing of God that flows. Don't look for spectacular miracles. No, 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 no. Because sometimes you hear the prophet said something he even gave me my phone number. How did he know it? He can be moving in the gifts. But if the order of God isn't in proper places, tomorrow you see a big scandal in the newspaper. Because there must be order in the house of God. Set in order. I, I, left, I sent you Titus to set in order the things of the house of God. So I want you all to stay connected to pastor 
and this beautiful wife, then the gift that you have is going to blossom. It's going to blossom. My gift is now blossoming because I stayed under authority. Even before I met Bishop Dag, there was a pastor in Cape Town, in, in Durban, under whom I submitted. And it was he who then in turn connected me to others. You see, you will learn from more people than your pastor, but you will remain under your pastor's authority. Do you all hear what Pastor Chris is saying to you? And now I also, I have, I have this confidence to say to you, you have a good pastor, a real good pastor. And you will be really blessed if you keep this connection. It's going to happen to you by faith. Now as I'm here and I'll speak for a few minutes, I'm going to say many things. If you believe what I say, it will happen in your life. I just come back from the conference in Ghana where your pastor um, originally comes from. I attended the conference and I was introduced to a few Nigerian pastors. And I was so blessed by the Nigerian. Because I've always been invited to Nigeria, but I was afraid to go there. Because they tell me the Nigerians are full of fraud and dribblers. They call them dribblers. I don't know what it means. But I realized maybe there are some like that, but the glory of God is flowing through that country. And the power of God is flowing there. Yeah. And somebody once told me, and I'll never forget this. Because he invited me to Nigeria. I said, no, 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 no. That people. I've traveled through Lagos. I've not been in the country. And already when I'm on the airport, they want to bribe me for money. You see, so I said, no, no, I don't trust. He said to me, look. Sometimes when something is great. And the devil always comes to make it look bad. Are you all listening? He said, when Moses was instructed to build the tabernacle in the wilderness, he had to put a covering of badger skin over the, over the tabernacle. Badger skin is a very ugly, hairy covering. So if you stood on a hill and you saw the tabernacle and you saw the badger skin, it was not attractive. You would not want to go there. But inside, Moses was told that everything must be overlaid with gold. Let the people sell their ornaments. Let them sell their earrings. Let them bring their rings. We will melt it and we will make the furnishings of the temple with gold. But on the outside, not nice. Not attractive. And you could miss what God wants to give to you. Because you were looking at the outward appearance. But when you enter into this tabernacle, you find the glory of God. You find the inner chamber. You find the, the, cover, the ark of the covenant where the glory and the presence of God resides. But you could have easily been deceived. So don't look at what we, see, we have here now. This is a beautiful church, but it's going to be even more beautiful. Hear my words and remember my words as I speak to you. Because you have kept on to what is true and what is just. God is a God of justice and fairness. 
God doesn't love lies. He doesn't love stealing. He hates stealing and he hates lying. And he hates dishonesty. You are blessed with an honest pastor. A good pastor. I want you to clap your hands for your own pastor. Then I'm going to give you one more secret. Because I want you to prosper. Any good father wants his children to prosper. Isn't it? You're not a good father if you don't want your child to prosper. You are my children and I want you to prosper. So I give you some keys to prosperity. Honor this man of God. Honor him. You see, you might like me because I'm, I'm not here every day with you. I can also speak like a visitor and you say, oh, we wish Pastor Chris could be here. He's a good pastor. No, no, no. But the man that's here with you every day, if you honor me, honor him. Jesus said, if they receive you, they receive me. Because as you receive him, you receive me. Now, he does not need your money. He has a good job and a nice job. I'm sure you all know. But I want you to honor him with, your, with offerings. Yes. So take something, put it in the envelope and say, Pastor, I believe the word of God for my prosperity. I'm coming back to say why I connected with the Nigerians. I want you to listen to me. Are you listening to me? Yes. I, I was sitting in the service, second row, and the pastor of the biggest church in the world was invited to speak at the conference where I was. He's called Dr. Paul Anenche from Abuja in Nigeria. His church can seat 100,000 people. 100,000 people. It's called the, the Glory Dome, uh, the Dunamis Dome. But this pastor submits to another pastor. He, he submits to Dr. David Ayedipo. I'm sure you all have heard that name. He's now also building a 120,000 seater building. So you see, I'm sitting in, the, uh, in, in that kind of environment. So I said, Lord, but Nigeria by, in generality was, is a poor. The majority of the people are poor. But why are these people so prosperous? And I heard David Ayedipo said, prayers will not make you prosperous. Fasting will not make you prosperous. He's the richest pastor in the world. Just talking to you about your prosperity. He said, God told him, it's the law of sowing and reaping wow. that makes you prosperous. Don't pray. You can pray. Don't pray for it. Don't fast for it. No, 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 no. No prophecy. No prophecy. I can say to you, God is going to bless you. Prophesy. It's not that. You must apply the law. He said, as long as the earth remains, Dr. Yedepo said, God told him this, as long as the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest, summer and winter. So if you don't plant anything, you will never get anything back. And I'm not jealous of him, I'm proud of him because he believed the word of God. And he sowed his seeds. Today is, there's the new, there's the church they are building now. It's Nigeria, generally poor, but there where they are, 
is riches and inheritance and glory. It will be the same year with you people. You must believe God at His word. And you will see it come to pass. Yes. So I want to just talk to you for a few minutes. I've closed the subject in Cape Town. But before I came here, I'm not closing the subject here. And I believe they are listening to us now live. So I'm greeting all the people on the radio, the BMI radio. My subject today continues on something that I believe we need to grasp. I want to talk to you again about faith. But this time I'm talking to you about the unstoppable power of faith. The unstoppable power of faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because when you see something very great and you also want it, you need to find, but how? How did you become great? And then you will realize that the things I'm saying today is what is going to make you also great. Amen. Hidden and embedded in every human being is the desire to, to leave a legacy or to at least leave something. So God said to Abraham, I will make you great. I will make your name great. I will make you great and you will become a great nation. Hallelujah. Out of obscurity, you might say, Pastor, you don't know who I am. You don't know where I come from. I'm from Zimbabwe. I'm from Congo. I'm from South Africa. I'm from where? Listen. All the great men of God were first just normal people. But God turned it around and I see God turning some things around for you. You just need to flow in these words. You need to, that's why I told you right from the beginning, submit to this man. Stay connected to this church. Don't when you have a little thing, I see you running and you, you're jumping everywhere, everywhere. It doesn't work like that. The Bible says we must follow them. Listen carefully to me. Who through faith and patience inherited the promises. Two things. Faith and patience. Pastor will say, be patient. It's coming. It's coming your way. All the good things. You will be sitting in circles. You've already sat in circles that you never thought you would sit off. I'm talking about high class pastors and bishops. And you're going to sit in even greater circles. Are you with me? But it takes faith and patience. Everybody say after me, faith and patience. You must wait. Sometimes you wait long, but it's coming. It's coming. Amen? But we need faith. And that's why I am emphasizing it. I said to the church way back in Cape Town, we are, I'm closing on the subject of faith, but I really can't close. Because everything we do is by faith. We live by faith, isn't it? We walk by faith, isn't it? So if I stop preaching about faith, I stop, I'm telling us to stop living. Amen. But I'm going to show you a new dimension of faith. I'm talking about unstoppable faith. Hallelujah. Daniel chapter 3, 23 quickly. Daniel 3, 23. There were three men. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They fell down into the midst of the fiery furnace. Daniel 3, 23. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spoke unto his counselors, 
He said, did we not throw three men into the fire? They said, yes, king, it is true. But he answered and said, but I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt. And the fourth one was like the son of God. May the Lord bless the reading and the preaching of his word. If you believe, say amen. When they were in a fire, some invisible force must have prevented them from being hurt. You must have heard that these three men were in a fire and the fire could not burn them. How is it possible? Some invisible, unstoppable force joined the three men in the fire. Glory to God. The king said, I saw him like the son of man. Hallelujah. He said, did we not throw three men in? How is it possible that there can be four men? I want to tell you today, there is an invisible power that can work with you and for you if you believe by faith that God can help you in your most difficult situations. Say amen. There is an invisible power that partners with every person who has faith. Now, I'm sure your pastor has also preached some of the sermons that I've preached. So I'm not going to go right to the beginning to explain faith to you. But you know Hebrews 11, 1 says, Faith is the substance of things we hope for, the evidence of things we cannot see. Hebrews 11, verse 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So we must if we come to God, we must first believe that God exists. Amen. He who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder. Say rewarder. If God is a rewarder, then I want to be rewarded. Amen. But God rewards those who exercise faith. You say, Pastor, how do I exercise faith? You must believe in God. You must believe His promises. You must believe what he says you must do. That's why we taught you right from the beginning. And I'm heard, I heard as somebody spoke here that you have the, the, the teaching correct. That faith is obedience and obedience is faith. Yeah. In other words, if I tell you to do something, you do it. You believe that what I told you to do was going to be to your benefit. Uh, if, I, if, I, if I told you, let's go for an outreach. And you say, no, you're doing your hair. You did not believe that the outreach we were going to do was going to bless you in the long run. If you could see with your spiritual eyes, you would have forgotten about your hair. You would have left your nails and said, this is more important for me now because my future is bright if I obey God. That's why God was too impressed with, with, with Abraham. He said, leave your country, leave your kingdom, go to a land that I will show you. He told his wife, come on, let's go. She said, where to? He said, I don't know, but God said it. And when God says it, I'm going to do it. Faith is obedience and obedience is faith. And the Bible says, God respected Abram and counted him as righteous. Why? Because he believed God. The things I'm saying here today is what I'm saying to you that God is saying. And I'm saying it to you from the Bible. BMI churches are word-based churches. We don't speak stuff that is not in the Bible. Amen. So if it's from the Bible, it is the Word of God. 
The little Sunday school child said, John 1 verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the child said, And the Word was God. <laughs> so when I'm speaking the Word, I'm speaking God to you. Yeah. And then if you obey the Word, you're obeying God. And when you obey God, He accounts you to be righteous because you believe what He said will happen, will happen to you. That's why people can't give tithing. Yeah, I'm sure not, not many of you are tithers. We get the reports in Cape Town. Tithing is probably one of the greatest tests for people to see if they believe God is real. Yes. Because if God is not real, then He can't help me. Then I'm going to have trouble with my budget. Because I have to pay this shop and that shop and this, this and this, my rent and my water. You see? So just in case God is not real, let me rather use this money and work it out myself. But if I knew God was real and He said He will come through for me, He will rebuke the devourer for my sake and I will never lack, then I'm going to give to God what belongs to God. Because I believe that God exists. But a person who don't tithe, he doubts that God is real. And you always stay in the same cycle of never enough, lack, never enough, lack, it's a cycle. But today I've come to break the back of that poverty by giving you the principle that you must adhere to. As long as this earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest. Yes. The Bible says it gives seed to the sower. If you were a sower, you're going to get a lot of seed. But if you're hungry, he's going to give you bread and you'll eat it up. Most of you have eaten the seed. You should have, you've, you've made bread out of what you should have used as seed. So you can't have a harvest. But God is going to prosper this church. If you obey the word of the Lord. There's always a condition. Prosperity is not with a promise. Prosperity is a covenant relationship. God is ready to bless. He's waiting for you to do your part. Are you with me? Yes. Prosper prosperity is not promised to the children of God. No. Prosperity is a covenant thing. God is going to keep his part. He's just waiting for you to do your part. And you will start to see the blessings. Now, as I speak, many people that have received my words, they come back and they prophesy. They, uh, they, they testify. They say, Pastor, just like you said. One brother, he made an application for a job. Do you know what happened to him? They refused him a nice job. And he came to sit in my service and I was preaching reversible faith. I said, sometimes, even though the answer is no, God can reverse the answer and take you back. He said, two weeks later after the message, he believed the message. He came out for prayer while I was preaching, received the message. Two weeks later, they got a call. They said, oh, we, we said to you that you're unsuccessful, but, but there's been a change in the policy. We need more people than we originally thought. So can you come back again, please? And the first thing that came to his mind was the word of God. That when I said reversible faith, the things that were cancelled and the things that were had the answer of no to you will be reversed by faith. And because he believed that word at that time, God did it for him just like that. If you want to see miracles, 
start to have faith in God. Because there's an invisible force that is with you. An invisible, you can't see it, but it's with you. And the people will be surprised. The king saw it. The Lord opened his eyes. He said, a fourth man. The others couldn't see the fourth man. There's a fourth man that's going to walk with you. If you believe it, say amen. Listen to Hebrews 11:27. I like it. By faith, Moses forsook Egypt. He didn't fear the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him who is invisible. I like this so much. I like this so much. The Holy Spirit impressed this on my heart. Moses saw someone as, a, as, as, as an invisible. Somebody who was invisible. He kept the Passover. The sprinkling of blood. Lest that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. It's by faith. This is Hebrews. They passed through the Red Sea and by dry land. The Egyptians couldn't go through. By faith it was the walls of Jericho that fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Listen, even if there's a Red Sea blocking your way, it is faith that will open the sea for you. You see, he, he, he writes again in Hebrews 11, he says, I don't have enough time to tell you about Samson and Japheth and Gideon and all these men. But they wrote many great miracles. What was the miracles they wrote? They heard God speak. They believed what God said. And nothing was impossible for them because there was a fourth man, invisible to the naked eye, that went with these people. Gideon could kill thousands as an army general. Samson slayed the Philistines. And so many powerful things. We call them the heroes of faith. You will also become a hero of faith. You see that building that, you sh that, the, that they showed you? We didn't have the money to build a building like that. And I just said, Lord, you promised me in your word it shall be there. I receive it and it's there. Today it's there. A pastor once told me, he said, you must build a church, but it's difficult. He said, it's a river you must cross. And at that time I couldn't see. I saw myself standing by the river, but I couldn't over. Today the church is there. The church is there. And we are building the office block and the back section is coming soon. The same faith that God used me to put this thing up. Now people come and say, Pastor, so how did you do it? How was the budget? I said, I can't tell you how. I, I just believe God. And today it's there. You know, a man came to give us bricks for this building. He said, look, I have these bricks. They slightly, this chip, here, chip, there. You can get it at a good rate. I said, okay, I'll take it. Then he started bringing his trucks and he started delivering it. Then they gave me the invoice. But the invoice was from this, the owner to the owner. It's like he invoiced himself from the owner. There's no cost. There's nothing. My name is not there. He says from the owner to the owner. He's, he's giving himself the bricks for free. But they are dropping it here at the stage. I'm not telling you a word of a lie. 60,000 bricks Jesus gave to us. Build the church. Build the church. Many other great stories. But I believed God. I stood on the open land. This, we're going to have pictures. We'll invite you all when we do the big... Uh, 
inauguration. I stood on the ground, the sand. I lifted it up. I said, Lord, according to your word, there shall be something here. I don't have contacts. I don't have rich friends. I don't know people of influence. But I know you, Lord. You said I must cross this river. And I'm standing on the banks of this river. Like Joshua, when I place my foot on this water, you will move this water to the left and to the right. And I'm going over. Now you see, if you don't have a church building, people don't respect you. But once you have a church building, people respect you. Yes. God is going to honor you and respect you and give you glory by the things he will show. You must believe what I say and you will have it. I've come just to prophetically declare over you because of my position as the leader of the breakthrough churches. I speak with more authority than you could ever imagine if you receive it. It's all conditional. Prosperity is conditional. If you, then God will. And I'll tell you, God never fails. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wasn't it the sister who sang God never fails? God never fails. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you ready for this partnership? You are the human being, but there's a, there's the, the partner in your story is the invisible force I'm talking about. That wants to partner with you. Glory to God. Dr. Chow, the man that first had the biggest church in the world before the Nigerians overtook him. He wrote a book called My Senior Partner. In it he says that him and the Holy Spirit, they do the work together. Glory to God. That he has a partner that does the work with him. So as I'm standing here, the Holy Spirit is also here with me. But I am the junior partner and the Holy Spirit is the senior partner. Clap your hands for Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah! When Moses passed through the Red Sea, there must have been an invisible force that pushed back the waters. Do you believe it? When the walls of Jericho fell down, what do you think pushed the walls of Jericho down? There must be some invisible force. Yes. When Daniel was in the lion's den, what kept their mouths closed? It was an invisible force. Look at me, people. These are not nice stories for the Sunday school. This is the same God that we serve. The God of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's the God of Abram, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. If you didn't know what I'm here to declare to you, you serve that same God. Yes, the God that made the heavens and the earth, who spoke by His words and everything came into being. The God that can split the sea open. The God can then make rain stop and then rain come. This is the God you serve. You must believe God. He who comes to God must believe that God is real. Hallelujah. And He's a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. Today marks the end of some of your struggles in this life. Because I've come to declare to you that a fourth person of invisible force is coming to partner with you. You will see signs and wonders in your life. You will see miracles in your life. I said, Lord, it can't only be for Nigerians. We are also your children. We also want to see the prosperity. We want to see the glory. We want to see your name being glorified because of your great testimonies. Hallelujah. 
Now, three things quickly, then I close. Number one, what will this unstoppable force do for you? It will, this is a faith. It will change or convert your defeat into a victory. Number one, it will change your defeat into a victory. Hallelujah. 1 John 5, 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Say amen. Listen, you are overcoming by faith. You are overcoming by faith. It changes. Faith is a changer of the natural into the supernatural. And just like Daniel, <coughs> you will become uneatable. The lions won't eat you in Jesus' name. Do you know Daniel actually lost the court case? Daniel suffered a defeat. I'm talking about changing from defeat to victory. When Daniel was brought before the king and he had to give his explanation why he uh, didn't bow before the statue, he lost the case and he was sentenced. He was sentenced to be thrown as meat to the lions. Chishanyama to the lions. Eat here. Delicious lions were hungry lions. Do you have a place called hungry lion here? People who are really hungry, they go to this place because the chicken is very nice. Amen. Daniel was thrown, this, this name Angry Lion comes from the book of Daniel. Daniel was thrown to the Angry Lion. Remember, he lost the case, defeated. So now, the sentence. You are sentenced to death. Not by hanging, not by gunshots, not by the sword, by lions. Wow. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you that even though the world thought it was a defeat, the Babylonian king thought he was defeated, but God can step in even after you've lost. Are you listening? You've lost and I believe that many of us have suffered many defeats. I, including me, for I, I've also had many defeats. But I want to tell you that God is the turnaround God. When those lions came with their hungry mouths and their big teeth, Somebody somewhere in that place shut the mouth of that lions. And maybe you have bad news and maybe you got a no for an answer. God can turn your defeat into victory. You must believe by faith. The story of Daniel in the lion's den is not a story to make you think something, uh, something mad happened. It's a fairy tale. It was not written by Walt Disney. It was a true story. That even though we lost the court battle, decided otherwise and God is deciding otherwise in your case today somebody under the sound of my voice might have such a problem but God is changing it for you if you believe it you will receive it in the name of Jesus hallelujah sit down life is a long journey we're gonna have many fights isn't it many battles and we will feel sometimes we are defeated like we lose the war but your faith can turn things around for you you must believe it you must believe it oh I admire Dr. David and 
Dr. Paul and mentioned these people. I admire them. And the Holy Spirit said to me, it's not connections. They have believed me and they have exercised their faith. If you do the same, I can do the same for you. Hallelujah. He's the same God today as He always has been. He can do the same for you. What God did for me, He can do for you. Do you believe it? It is no secret what God can do. What He's done for others, He can do for you. With arms wide open, He'll pardon you. It is no secret what God can do. Glory to God. Faith is going to change your defeat into a victory. If you believe it, shout another Amen. Now what must you do? Start to speak positive things about your destiny in God. Now faith is connected to your tongue. Are you with me? The Bible says what you say you will have. The great man of God that really affected the world much was is called Kenneth Hagin. If you never heard it, then you hear, hear it now from me. He was a 17-year-old lying on his deathbed and the doctors gave up hope the mother was preparing for his funeral. And then he opened the Bible and God gave him Mark 11, 23. If you say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, whatever you say, and if you believe in your heart what you say, you will have what you say. The man came from a no-name teenager that was sick to being called the father of faith in the whole worldwide movement. Up till today, people like Ayedipo, Bishop Dag, all the great men of God today, they find their roots in this man, the 17-year-old who was busy dying. And God opened his eyes to see a revelation of Mark 11:23. If you say, you must say and you must believe. If you say, give me Mark 11:23. If you say unto this mountain, and how many of you have mountains in your life today? It's not a, it's not a, a stone mountain. It's a, it's a big problem. If you say to this mountain, be thou removed. So you must now start to speak things over your life. Are you with me? And you be cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. That's the secret. That's faith. But shall believe. Faith is to believe God. If you believe that these things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatever you say. I see God bringing a kumbi to you people to transport your people. You must remember this. Write it down. What's the date today? And then you will tell me. Oh, the pastor said it. Yeah, you must believe what you say. You will have it. I believe that we will we, 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 we have a problem we have a huge church we can see 2,000 people in our auditorium now to get the people there I need buses are you with me and I started to declare I told the people you will see the buses they will be standing in the parking area and it's coming yeah it's coming when you come to Captain I'll drive you in the buses Listen, family, I don't know where you come from. Life is very short. If you live till 70, you, you, have, you have grace. But life is very short. 
How long will it take us to really make money the natural way? How long will it take us to prosper? How long will it take us to, to be established with our wives, our children, our family? And that's what God desires for all of us. To be properly established on the earth. Isn't it? And to be prosperous. But I found the secret. You must believe in the invisible, unstoppable force of God. That's going to take you beyond what the natural will take you. Say, no, my grandpa was poor. My father was poor. You will not be poor. Believe by faith God is going to lift you higher. Obey God in the little things as well as in the big things. Yes, your pastor. Submit to him. Be regular in the church because you need faith to please God. How do you get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of God. Yeah. If you can't hear directly from God, then you must hear the preaching of the pastor from the word of God. There are many ways God speaks. Actually, all the great things that happen in the Bible happened after God told Abraham, get out of the kingdom. It's the voice of God that makes the things of God come to pass. You see, because you can fail, but God's voice will never fail. If God said it, it will happen. If God said it, it will happen. Hallelujah. And I'm excited for this journey because God is taking me places I could only dream of. And I see you also entering into spaces you could not go to. You will be like the three wise men. They were wiser, 10 times wiser than the Babylonians. And they were chosen because people will favor you. Yeah. Somebody at the workplace will say, I want to take you as a worker for me. I don't know why. It's not that you did well in the questions. It's not just something about you. That something is called favor. When somebody likes you, you don't deserve that liking. It's called favor. It's the grace of God. One of my pastors, he's a junior. She's not even 25 or 26. I think she's just got a nice job at the city. But she's so faithful. Serves me so nice. Just recently she came, she said, a senior boss called her and said, look, they're giving senior positions out. You are too young. But still, we like you. Make an application. Make an application. Senior position. That's after I started teaching them on faith. And they started exercising it. Say it. Declare it over your life. You're not a loser. You are a winner. You won't stay poor. Through faith and patience, you will also inherit the promise. But now when God starts to bless you, don't forget where you come from. Because you see, that little blessing is only the beginning of more blessings. The mistake people make, they get a little blessing. Like you hear now, you're unemployed, you don't have something. Your pastor's prayers and preaching opens the door, you get the job. They ask you, do you want to work on Sundays? You have the choice because no government can force you. You see the little money, you say, yes, please, it's overtime. Ah, and you must the other blessings that was waiting for you ahead. Because you forgot God. You forgot the one that opened the door for you. Don't believe in this thing that you can just, oh, I must work, I must work. Don't believe it. The source of your life is God. The source of your life is God. 
If he pulls the plug, you are finished. But he wants to bless you. Amen. Have you been defeated? God is going to turn it around. Hallelujah. Start to declare the word. It will come to pass. You will be rescued from the lion's den. And your defeat is going to change into a victory. Is your marriage under some stress? Do you feel you have been defeated in marriage? Marriage is very difficult. Only those that are married recently, they don't know. But the longer you stay, the more you find the battles. How many of you are married? Let me see. How many of you are married? Yes. So you should agree with me and you must say amen. Don't be afraid of your wives if they're sitting here. That's part of what makes marriage difficult. Men become afraid of their wives. Mercy. Because the wife must... I was talking to a brother in the church and I was saying... I was teaching about wives and husbands and the bad behavior of wives, you know. I said, wives behave bad sometimes. And I asked him, is it true what I'm saying? And the wife was sitting behind him. And the only thing he said to me, pastor, I must go home tonight. It's all he said. Pastor, I can't answer you because I must go home tonight. Because the, the, the wife was waiting for him what he was going to say. Do you know? He said, true. I said, is it true these things I'm saying? He said, pastor, please, I must go home tonight. <laughs> but you're going to come out victorious even in your marriage in the name of Jesus. Yes. Maybe somebody took you to court. And you engage in a battle with someone or something. Hey. People who buy properties, they often land up in court. But keep your faith. It's very important for the battle. Hallelujah. You cannot experience victory until you have faith. Because the Bible says in 1 John 5, 4, this is the victory that overcomes the world. You see how fast is the projector guy? He's teaching you guys to be fast at the back. What is the victory that will overcome the world? Our faith. Everybody say our faith. our faith. And every time I say faith, you must just remember this, to believe God. To believe God. God said it, you believe it, and you will receive it. Amen? Oh, I can't wait to see the day that some of you step into the things that I'm declaring over you. I can't wait for the day. But you must stay humble. The great key to the kingdom is humility. We never become so big. Don't let your head get big. You might come with a nice car. The pastor said there are three cars now in this church. When we started, it was only his car. But I see the car park getting more and more cars. Your car is also there. Believe me. I'm saying something that's not there. I'm speaking as if it is invisible. Moses believed it because he saw him who was invisible. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I like this message. If I had an offering, I would have blessed myself now. So you see why faith is important? It's your source of victory. Don't just go with what's happening in your world today. God has given us a secret weapon. God has given the believer a secret weapon. That weapon is called faith. To believe that God can turn things around. Even if it doesn't look like that, you keep professing. Say, oh no, God is going to turn my situation around. And Mark eleven twenty three. if you believe, you shall say to this mountain, be thou cast in the sea. And if you don't doubt,
Here's the key. You said it, but now you must apply faith. If you do not doubt it, you shall have what you said. You shall have whatever you said. Glory to God. Are you enjoying the word of the Lord? Hallelujah. Night number two, quickly. I'm almost finished. We're going for lunch. Hallelujah. But Jesus, you know, when he spoke to the woman at the well and the disciples brought him bread and food, he said, no, I'm, I don't, I don't want to eat anymore because I enjoyed speaking to a woman and leading her to eternal life. Uh, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, this unstoppable force won't only change your defeat to victory, it will change your sickness to health. I'm giving you three keys and you must believe. I was preaching about the Lord's mighty power in our church in Cape Town and uh, I was just, as I was speaking, I was starting to declare over the people and the student that had a severe migraine attack for the whole day. She said, as I was speaking the word, immediately it disappeared. I actually asked her to testify this morning. I don't know if they put her on the platform. And as I was walking, also the Lord said to me, a woman with a backache, severe backache, and two ladies came forward. Both of them were healed because of the declaration and the faith we believe in the power of God. One had gone for x-rays. Look, when you have sickness, uh, it's not that you didn't go to the doctors. And I believe in doctors. I'm not of those pastors who don't believe. No. God also put doctors there for us. Are you hearing us? So if you're not well, you can go to the doctor. But there comes a time when even medical science can't help you. Then they give you bad reports. Then you must start to believe in God. And exercise your faith in God. Are you with me? Because the Bible says there was a woman who was sick for 12 years. <coughs> Remember, she went to many doctors. It says in the Bible, she went to many doctors. I think Mark chapter 8, she says, I went to many doctors. Mark chapter 5, verse 34. Mark chapter 5. This is in Mark chapter 5. Many doctors and she could not be healed of any. But she said to herself, everybody says, said. You must say to yourself, isn't it? What must you do? I'm teaching you. She said to herself, if I can go through this crowd, and I can touch the hem of his garment. She first said it. And she believed it. She said, when I touch him, I will be made whole." And then the Bible says, whatever she said, she did it. She was not allowed in the open because they did not allow women with, this, with leukemia, a flow of the bloodstream. But she thought, I've tried everything. When you are led to the extreme, then it's time for God to intervene. You know, sometimes you wonder what will people say? What will people say? You know, when you want God to work in your life, you must not bother what people say. I'm telling you, when you are, when you're worried about what people say, then God might not come through for you because you are, you're concerned about man. Rather be, rather please God, but don't worry to please man. And the woman said, and the disciple said, oh, but how can you say somebody touched me? He, Jesus said, somebody touched me because I can perceive power going from me. I want to tell you, your faith makes a demand on the power of God. Your faith puts a demand and pulls out from God power to heal you. Hallelujah. They said, but many people touched you. You see, the, the touch of the woman was different. 
the touch of the woman was a touch of faith. Why? Because way back it says, she said to herself, if I'm going to touch this man, I'm going to be made whole. That's faith. The others touched him because they wanted to take a picture with him and a selfie with him. That wasn't faith. But because she said, by faith, look at what the Bible says in Mark 5.34. Mark 5.34. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. And you are healed of your plague. I see God healing you from your sickness here. But you must say to yourself, when the pastor lays hands on me, I'm going to receive my healing. That is faith in exercise. And when it happens, I will perceive virtue going from me. Glory to God. He can turn your sickness into a health. You must believe it. My mother was sick for many years. She suffered from a mental sickness. Until I started my own church. The churches couldn't help her. She went to doctors. She went to churches. And then when I started the work, I commanded the devils and I commanded the demons to go. I said, no, you won't touch her. She shall be whole. And I told her, Mama, believe that you are healed by the power. And ne never again since she came. We were 20 years, maybe 15 years, then she passed, or maybe 12 years, I'm not sure. But she was not sick since that time to the passing. Because you see, sickness is a terrible attack from the enemy. But by faith, you will hear these words. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go thy way. It wasn't just the way he said to, to, to Bartimaeus who sat by the roadside. Shouted, son of David, have mercy on me. They told him, shut up. Can't shout like this. This is in Mark 10, 52. Mark 10, 52. Listen. And Jesus said to him, your faith, put this in yellow. If you can. I don't know if you have that facility on the computer. Your faith has made you whole. And immediately... He received his sight. Blind Bartimaeus was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard about Jesus, he shouted, Thou son of David, Oh, thou son of David, have mercy on me. They said, shut up, shut up, you can't do this. Do you know who this great man of God is, a prophet? He didn't care about the people. He shouted the more. Thou son of David. When Jesus heard this cry, he knew this was a cry of faith. When he hears your cry, you will know the difference between your desperation and your cry of faith. Immediately receive this sight and follow Jesus in the way. I see you seeing and your eyes opening by the grace of God. Hallelujah. My last point. My last point. I've got so much to share, but I want to just close with this. Yes. Faith will change you from a wicked man into a good man of God. Are you listening? 
faith is going to change you Ephesians chapter 2 verse 5 When we were dead in sins he has quickened us together with Christ by grace you are saved and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus for by grace we are saved through faith and not of ourselves it is the gift of god hallelujah faith is going to change you from a dead wicked sinner into a living saint if you believe it say amen because the bible now just told us that we were dead in our trespasses and dead in our sins and we were separated from God there's no hope in life for a sinner in this life your life is doomed then when you die you go to hell you forever doomed are you with me it seems as though the human race has gone from being bad to being worse to being wicked helplessly wicked but faith is changing all this hallelujah you know the apostle paul as great as he is by writing the book of romans ephesians galatians philippians colossians titus philemon timothy wrote all these books do you know he was a bad man a wicked man who killed pastors i'm talking about the power of god the invisible and unstoppable force of faith to change such a wicked man into a saint of god yes he wasn't a good person he persecuted the church he supervised the murder of stephen he was full of evil zeal and blasphemy but when he found faith in christ hallelujah he was changed to one of the greatest apostles i see god changing you it doesn't matter if you have no excitement and zeal for God here by faith God is going to change you into a very great worker in Jesus name he was one of the greatest apostles because faith will change the wicked man into a righteous man faith will change a wicked woman into a righteous woman and the salvation of Paul is the pattern which we see through the ages hallelujah many wicked men have turned to God by the simple act of faith listen to what paul said in 1 timothy 1:12 yeah he says the whole thing look at it it's so beautiful 1 timothy and i thank jesus christ who has enabled me god is going to enable you maybe you're sitting here you're full of you know what you're full of maybe you're full of lying stealing maybe you're full of fornication adultery we are all sinners but listen to paul He says I thank God who has enabled me that he has counted the me faithful putting me into the ministry the next verse who was before a bless I was a blasphemer I was a persecutor and and injurious but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief I had no faith but let, let's go on and the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith say with faith say with faith 
with faith and love which is in Jesus Christ. And verse 15 and 16, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of which I am the number one sinner. And verse 16, how bit for this cause I obtained mercy that in me first Jesus might show forth all long suffering for a pattern, Paul is a pattern to them which should thereafter believe on him to everlasting life. If you like me, there are many areas of my life that I really struggle with to get victory. But by faith, I believe I'm changing from a wicked man, an evil man, to a saint of God, to a holy man of God, to a holy daughter of God, to a beautiful minister of the Lord Jesus Christ by faith, by faith, by faith. If he could do it for Paul, he can do it for you. There was a thief on the cross. Was he dying? Jesus was hanging next to him. Jesus was also crucified as a thief. And he turned to him and he said, Lord, please remember me. A real thief is a bad person who stole many things. But when he turned his heart towards Jesus and believed in him, he received the miracle of salvation. Jesus answered, you will be with me today, today, today. You will be with me in paradise. Hallelujah. Faith is changing wicked people to good people. You could say, Pastor, you don't know what I did. I want to tell you, faith is going to change you. Because the Bible says to us, those many as received him. He says, for God so loved the world that whosoever, that he gave his only begotten son, that if you believe, if you have faith in him, if you believe in him, you don't have to perish. Hallelujah. You can have everlasting life. Praise God. There are many times you feel like a sinner, don't you? You may feel that you've lost the fight against sin. Sometimes you want to have victory over something that you're not doing right. Then you feel so good in the church, but when you go back on Monday and Tuesday, you see you're doing the same thing again. It looks like you will never become clear from this problem. But today, I've come to declare to you, by faith, you will become a good person. You are becoming a good person. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. You will be justified and made righteous by faith. It is not of works. You say, you can say, Pastor, I, I can't stop the cigarette. Don't think you can do it by yourself. Eat a little bit of this and that is going to take the sun. No, no, no. By faith, believing God is going to deliver you from your addiction of cigarettes, from your drinking of wine, from your sleeping around. It's going to change you from a bad person to a very good person. Romans 5 verse 1 says we are justified by faith. Now we have peace with God. To be justified is to be made right. You are justified by faith. Not of your own works. We have peace with God. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is an unstoppable force. That will keep you walking with God. Don't doubt the word of God. Walk in faith. Trust the word. Step out in faith. Your sinful lifestyle is going to change. Yes, I confess it and profess it over you. Your sinful lifestyle is coming to an end. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Keep coming to church. 
Obey my commandment. Keep coming to church. Keep coming every Sunday. Listen to the messages over and over. Listen to the old messages. Also listen to the new messages. I see you changing into a righteous person. Watch preaching videos. Listening to the messages at home, at work. Listen to the word of God while you're walking, while you are sitting down. It is your master key to living by faith because faith comes by hearing, constant hearing, constant hearing. It's the secret of the child of God. It's going to change you from your mistakes to victory, from your defeat to success, from your sickness to health. And now it's going to change you from a bad person to a good person. What must I do, Pastor? You must only believe in God that He can do it for you and He will do it for you. The thief believed Him when He turned. He said, today. He said, Lord, have mercy on me. Jesus said, today. Not tomorrow. Today. You will, you are, you will be with me in paradise. Bow your heads in prayer, everybody. Bow your heads in prayer. You have come here today. Somebody invited you. You say, Pastor, my life is not right with God. If I die today, I'm not sure if I will go to heaven. What must I do to be sure? All you must do, my friend, is to believe in God. To trust God that He has paid the price for you by sending Jesus to die and to receive this gift. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And you are calling on the Lord and I'm calling on the Lord and we will be saved by faith. We will be saved. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. Today you must come and make a confession. Like I did many years ago. I had to say, Lord, I'm sorry for my sins. And by faith, I was taken out of the world of darkness and moved into the world of His light. He's waiting for you right now with open arms. He wants to receive you as His own. You heard me preach. And as I'm preaching, the Holy Spirit is talking to you. If you say, Pastor Chris, please pray for me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I'm not sure if my life is right. I don't have peace with God. Put up your hand. I want to pray for you. I see your hand. Is there another person? There's a girl at the back. There's a lady there. There's a, Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Now let's all stand to our feet. Everybody standing. Everybody standing. I see God doing great things in this church from this day forward. If you put up your hand, just stand with me. Come to the blue carpet. Come out of your seat. Just stand here on the carpet. I'm going to pray for you personally. Come join me as we wait for you. Yes.
in your life today. Come on to Jesus. Let him have his way. Hallelujah. Let's clap hands for the people who made a decision to come stand here. Look at me. Look at me, you people. You have made the best decision to come to Jesus today. Today is the start of newness for you. You can't understand how, but there's an invisible man that will come to help you. Invisible hands will come to help you. Invisible hands. Your life is going to change. Oh, I'm so excited for you. The Bible says if you call on the name of the Lord, you will be saved. Pastor Chris is going to help you to call on the name of the Lord. You must just believe in your heart what you say is real. Repeat these words after me and say it out loud. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today just as I am. I heard the preacher speak about faith. He said, I can be changed from a wicked person to a righteous person by faith. I believe you, Jesus, that you can change me. I confess I'm a sinner and I'm so sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my mistakes. I want you to change me. Please forgive me. Please wash me with your precious blood the blood that flowed on Calvary. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me a new person. By faith I believe that you came to die for me and that you rose from the dead on the third day. And now I receive you as my Savior, my Lord and my Master. I will follow you from this day. Strengthen me, Lord. Give me power to hold on. Fill me with the Holy Spirit so that I can be strong against all the temptation of the evil one. I pray this in the name of Jesus and I give you praise. Let us clap loud and clap for the Lord. God bless you for listening to this message. Remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind.